everything we've done has led up to right now. Right now. Because legacy are full of legends. You can become a legend today, boys. Put your stamp on history. Put your stamp on a legacy. It is going to take all of us, all of us, men, be not afraid. Do not be afraid to be a legend. Welcome to OPA Podcast, episode 17. Today is hosts are me, Jason O. Lorenz, we kind of have a healthy backfield guider. Uh, Wyatt, what do you mean, kind of, Lorenz, Oakers? And Griff will be joining us shortly. Hopefully. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> oh. oh. All right, so first we're going to recap the Gophers homecoming game versus the Fighting Illini. Um, so the final score was 40-17, to 17, making your Golden Gophers 5-0 overall, 2-0 in Big Ten play. Some major statistics and scoring summaries. Um, a bad one I'll start with is that 14 of those 17 points that the Illini scored was due to turnovers. Yeah. And three of those points was because PJ took a stupid timeout. Yep. But other than that, defense played very, very well. And then in terms of box score, uh, Tanner Morgan was 9 for 17 for 155 yards, 9.1 average with three TDs and one interception. Not Man, a great day. he's been pretty hot recently. I mean, <clears throat> Tanner Morgan seems like he has one horrible throw a week and then outside of that he's pretty money low mm-hmm. and then in terms of rushing oh a rushing rodney smith 24 carries for 211 yards 8.8 average for one touchdown what is this 2016 we eaten next, we eat next is shannon brooks with 16 carries and 111 yards, 6.9 yards average with one touchdown as well. We we love that. And what's funny, I heard, so Shannon was supposed to get about 10 <clears throat> to 12 in terms of the pitch count. Um, but they had to use him more due to Rodney going out a couple of plays due to, um, a, I think, getting hit during a punt return, I think, or kick return. But it's fine. Shannon did well. Then moving on uh, in the rushing game, uh, Seth Green had five carries for 16 yards during um, the fourth quarter. Then Bryce Williams had three carries for one yard. Next is our receiving core. Um, Rashad Bateman had two receptions for 71 yards. Ty Johnson had three receptions for 38 yards. Chris Aubenbell had two receptions for 30 yards. Brevin Spann Ford had one reception for 12 yards for a touchdown. Brevin Span Ford. Finally. That was my favorite play of the game. Finally. And then right out, that was my favorite play of the game. I would also second that. That's mm, one true. of my favorite plays. I ain't even gonna lie. And then uh Rodney Smith had one reception for uh, four yards. Um but total in the receiving court we had three touchdowns, so Ty Johnson Chris Aubenbelt and Brevin Spanford all had a receiving touchdown in this game. Chris Aubenbelt got that one touchdown against Fresno State, and now he's like, I like the end zone. We should do more of that. Now we have 
three good receivers that are scary. Very scary. Yeah. But uh, on the defense, um, Kamal Martin led the team in total tackles, six solo tackles. Um, Anton Winfrey Jr. came up with an interception this game as well, picking up Brandon Peters. Yeah. And then um, in terms of the kicking game, uh, Mike Lance was two for two for field goals and four for four for extra points. And Jacob Herbers had four punts, averaging 41.3 yards, 45 yard long. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That's about it. So anything besides, you know, the glorious ribbon span for a touchdown from this game that you noticed? I I think there's a lot to be happy about after that one. I don't think we should get comfortable by any means. Oh, hell no. But going in and winning a game against even an Illinois team by a comfortable margin, we should feel all right. That was the most yeah, complete... Um... Oh, go ahead, Lawrence. Oh, no, I was going to say, um, for me, it's, I don't know. I have a few issues. Um, the offensive, uh, no, actually, no, I didn't make That offensive line was mauling people, especially shout out to Co'Keefe and Jake Paulson, who were just eating people up all game. I know they don't get any thing on the stat sheet or anything but they were fantastic anyway but no I think for me the dropped passes from our wide receivers namely Tyler Johnson that hurt me that was concerning because I think there were those types of miscues on both sides of the ball thankfully and I think that we're the side that's going to clean it up. That's fair. Like, how often do we have a lot of drop pass? Like, normally you could say Tyler Johnson may have one drop pass every few times, which is like, okay, that's fine. But three drop passes in a single game? Especially with some, of the pa- yeah, with some of the passes from Tanner being actually spot on, like on his chest or head, and just put your hands up and grab it. Yeah. Uh, from what I've been reading, the issue is with um, Tyler Johnson is that he is a receiver. And what makes him really good at doing some incredible catches is that he catches things often with his body. Um, as opposed to just his hands, but uh, I don't know. That didn't work really well when we really just need you to catch it and sit down, Tyler. Anyway, I don't know. Also, uh, Tanner Morgan pocket awareness needs to be better. Well, I don't think I've ever expected Tanner Morgan to be perfect. Um, Fair. And his pocket awareness, yes, it, it, it can be a problem. But I think 
Tanner Morgan is a huge upgrade over anything that I've seen since Mitch Leidner. No. He's I'd say he's even an improvement over Mitch Leidner. I, I oh he's definitely better than Mitch Leidner. What I want to go back to even Weber. I heard I've been hearing Weber in the sports media. But but Weber was I a great quarterback. Wyatt, I asked you this why though. Is it because Tanner Morgan is so great, or is it because our wide receiving core is that great? I think that our wide receivers put Tanner Morgan in a good position to play clutch football. Because, like, I think to myself, like, for example, that the very first play of the third quarter when Rashad put that delicious double move on that Illinois safety who bit way too hard. Tanner horribly underthrew Rashad Bateman. Like, it was horrible. But Rashad came back and got it and then ran for, like, another 25 yards. If he had the arm strength, Rashad Bateman hit in his head on the goalpost on that catch because there was no one within 10 yards of him. So, like, those are little things where I'm like, is it really <clears throat> Tanner Morgan's great or is it our wide receivers are that great? Like, for if you had Adam Weber as the QB with this wide receiving core, what do you think his numbers would look like? I don't think Mitch Leiter would have the record. Oh, Mitch would be horrible. <laughs> we were, we were imagine so cool. hold on go back and imagine Mitch Leidner with this receiver core that would be yeah. such a waste <laughs> 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 do you think do you think he improves Mitch Leidner do you is think a we have a different Mitch Leidner no I think Mitch Leidner is a tight end who can throw the ball occasionally <laughs> If Mitch Leiner was QB, we're like, I don't know, three and two right now. So would you say Tanner Morgan's more of a really good game manager? Yeah, and I don't think that anything is wrong with being a really good game manager. I just mean there's going to come a time where we are going to call on Tanner Morgan to make certain throws against teams that can bite back, and I'm not confident he can do that yet. Yet. And I and I do want to emphasize, like, yet. I do think he's the best quarterback in, like, a decade. Yeah, but, since Weber. Yeah, but, like, his – he doesn't yet have, like, the physical properties that – give me too much confidence in him. All right, besides quarterback, um, that O-line, we mentioned it earlier, was nasty. <clears throat> True. But I don't know. Eh, eh, let's, you want to move on to Nebraska? I think Illinois, we just got Lovey Smith fired. That's fine. I'll take that. 
Yep, so moving on, so we'll be playing Nebraska under the lights at 6.30 p.m. Uh, at home at TCA Bank Stadium, 6.30 p.m. kickoff uh, on FS1. Um, Nebraska is currently 4-2 and two overall, 2-1 two and one in the Big Ten, which is, th which is for third in the Big Ten West. Minnesota is currently tied for first with Wisconsin. Um, the current... The current spread is favoring the Gophers by 7.5 points, and the over-under is 52.5, according to the Vegas Lions. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like what? that we are favored. I mean, we haven't not been favored. <laughs> I want to go into the Nebraska game as the three-point underdog. But the thing is, though, that they make the spread with the reason that Adrian Martinez is out along with J.D. Spielman, or no? I think that has a lot to do, do with it. Do we know that which... they're going to be out for sure for the game? It's day by day, so we don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's probably why the spread is where it's at now. Because <clears throat> the only thing... The major offensive threat currently, um, at least for Nebraska, is a man named Wandale Robinson. You mean Wandale Moore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's not that good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, he he a problem. That that kid is a problem. But we have more problems. Uh, offensive problems on our team, so I'm not... Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I think Reggie Corbin's scarier than Wandale Robinson, so... Is there anything scary that uh, from this current Nebraska team? Healthy Adrian Martinez. <laughs> if Adrian Martinez is healthy, I am far more scared of this Nebraska team than if he is not. But he suffered a leg injury. I, I said healthy. All right. I am, for me, I'm far more terrified of Nebraska <laughs> if it is raining and or snowing. <laughs> and the reason why I'm far more afraid is because our wide receivers keep dropping balls when it's raining dash snowing. Well, that's fair. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this team has all the motivation it needs, given the fact that Nebraska just destroyed us last year, much like Illinois destroyed us last year. I also think the fact that we're 5-0 and and one of two undefeated teams not to be ranked right now. Hold on. Who's the other team? We, wait, Appalachian wait. Appalachian State. Wait. We, we're definitely ranked. In the coaches' no, no, no. poll. In the coaches' poll. The AP poll is the one that counts. Oh, well, the AP doesn't know shit. I mean, they're still ranking Texas A&M. Three and two. <laughs> like, three that's and how... Two. That is hey, how little. What did that I just say? Little. The AP doesn't know shit. 
the but we, eight, we, but we got 80 votes. We're at like we, close we to were that. number 26. They are saying they do not respect us enough. They do not respect us enough to put us in the top 25. To the be fair, poll, there are like six or seven four and one teams <clears throat> that are higher than us on the coaches' poll, okay? Let's look at who we've played. We've the played The best badly. team we have played is Fresno State? <laughs> Question mark. It I, might actually be Georgia Southern. And I think Georgia I Southern think, might be the best team we played. I would argue the best team we played was South Dakota State. I would argue very strongly. They have been blowing everyone else since they played us. Well, actually, really? our entire non-conference schedule has uh, been seven and one since playing us. So we were playing those scrubs. That's all I'm saying. So then, let's go on to keys of the game. Then, so let's start with keys for the Gophers. Um, Let's start offense. Um, catch the damn ball. Catch the damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> if we can hold on to the football, we are going to be okay. It does not guarantee a win, but we will be okay, and we will compete. Well, yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, O-line, I need to be nasty in both the uh, run block and pass block. You know, well, complete game. hold on. We know they nasty right now. Look, hey, 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 that was one game of well, them being hold nasty. On. If they can be nasty one game, they can be nasty again. They can be, but if four games our offensive line is a revolving door and one game our offensive line is mauling people. Let's is uh, there... what changed a, t- a man named John Michael Schmitz. That is correct. Um can we keep that change? Because right think... now the formation is John Michael Schmitz is at center, Connor Olsen and Blaze out at guard, or rotating with Curtis, and then tackles are Daniel Filele and Sam Schluter. How is Sam Schluter not the problem, by the way? Sam Schluter has been the most consistent part. He got better. He got really, really pretty decent. Like, I am shocked. Shocked at how much better he is. I think he heard a criticism from last year. (laughs) I'm proud that he's better, but I'm not satisfied yet. No, um... Dude, if, the first four games, Daniel and Curtis were bl- blowing up the right side, letting it 
defenders get to Tanner, Blaze and Sam were just keeping things together. <laughs> they were the only things keeping it together. <laughs> they just realized Daniel Falele, holy crap, he's really big. He's also really strong, but also he's slow. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, besides O-line catching um, Tanner oh. being a good game manager, anything else? Oh, for me, tackle. That's it. Wait, hold on. We said offense. We don't want our offense to be tackling. No, I defense. Oh, I, I, I won't. Oh, you want to go to defense? Oh, are we? I'm sorry. Keys of the game on offense. I'm sorry. I messed up. Here's <laughs> my key to the game on offense. Rodney, uh, Shannon, and now the return of Muhammad. Uh, I'm going to need them to just have a field day because Rodney and Shannon, they remember running all over Nebraska. They did not have the pleasure of doing that last year. So I need whatever pettiness had Rodney disrespecting a line of players left and right, giving them the dead leg put in that stiff arm that put that man into the underworld. I'm going to need whatever Shannon did when he had four Illini dudes on him with a face mask all up in his eye sockets, but still goes for 20. I need all of that pettiness, and I need them to hit. <clears throat> because the one thing Nebraska does have is a really, really good defensive line. That's the one thing I'm going to give them. That defensive line is nasty. Which I'll is this once. Tight ends. Tight ends. Tight ends. Tight ends. Brevin, you go, boy. I will, I will, I want I want a slant and go route for Brevin us uh, Ford. All six seven of them. Ugh. Ugh. Yes. All right. What about keys of the game on defense or special teams? You want to combine the two? <laughs> uh, well, defense, I said it earlier, tackle. Uh, last week we decided to tackle. That was great. Um, Nebraska has a young man by the name of Maurice Washington, who probably should be in prison right now for child pornography, but you know, Nebraska wants to win. Um, <laughs> oh, um, and so, but both of them are still pretty decent running backs. So I'm going to need, I'm, I'm just going to need us to tackle. That's it. I'm not terrified of their wide receiving core. I'm terrified of if Maurice Washington starts getting in space because he is fast. Um, That's it. So on defense, boring is good. I I think it depends who's at quarterback. If it's Adrian Martinez, does it matter? He has got to be contained. But did you forget our defensive backs of Benjamin St. Jude's? Chris Williamson, Antoine Winfield, Keandre Thomas, 
No, I didn't forget uh, him. But if uh, if we can, job. if we can contain Adrian Martinez and make him throw, they ha he has a problem. And that man's name is Antoine Winfield. <clears throat> uh, but if Adrian Martinez is not the quarterback, then I think the key is pressure. We we saw what happened Go to on. Purdue last week. So uh, we think we can get 11. Wait, who was the quarterback that stepped in from Nebraska when Martinez? Uh, Noah Vedrill. Noah Vedrill is the Tanner Morgan of Nebraska right now. He's the dude who was in UCF system, was the next to take the throne, and then Scott Frost went to Nebraska, and Noah Vedrill followed him. So he is not one to be underestimated. That's all I'm saying. All right, anything else? Are we doing special teams? Yeah. <laughs> it's tough to say too much about special teams just because they've been pretty, pretty okay. I'd say really... It's more inconsistency. Um, you know, Mike Lance... You know, okay, but then there's then there's Grant Ryersey who does on kickoff, eh. and then some of the coverages is, eh. but again, unless you know they play a complete game and do very well, Jacob Herbers, I I'm I'm fine with him. That that man deserves holder of the year. But I'm I'm upset that he got hit last week. Yeah, that should have been a flag. <laughs> Wait, what? He, they got, they got a good jump, at the very least. Really? And uh, they got to Herbers before they were ready to kick, so uh, Herbers took off running. And oh, uh, nobody was ready for a broken play. Oh, was that on the uh, extra point attempt? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, now I know. I need to rewatch the film. But, yeah, something was off about that for sure. Uh, um, currently, uh, SGU1 Sports is uh, doing a game simulation of Nebraska and Minnesota. It is the beginning of the third quarter. And we are up thirteen to three. Really? Yeah, I mean I'll tell you currently it has Adrian Martinez as the starter. Can I actually you know what? There is something else. Joe Rossi, I'll figure out what the weakness in his defense is. The weakness of his defense is random stuff that changes that no one is prepared for. That's what the weakness in his defense is. Like, he has a game plan, and it will shut whatever is uh, the original plan. It'll shut it down. But if something drastic changes, 
his defense is not that great. Like, if he's prepared for Elijah Sindelar, before Elijah Sindelar goes down, we're kicking his butt. The moment he goes down and Jack Plummer comes in who can run, we have a problem. Brandon Peters, he's very prepared for him. Tears Brandon Peters up all game until he gets hurt, makes some throws and interception, and then the new guy comes in and they get a field goal. I know it's only a field goal, but I was still upset about it. So you want Joe Rossi to improve on surprises like a second or third quarterback, possibly? Yes, because I know Nebraska is about to throw everything they have at us. I know they're going to do it. Because if they lose to us, there is no way their delusional (laughs) dreams of winning the West are going to happen. So I would not be surprised if they throw in Noah Vedral and Luke McCaffrey running just like his brother. I would not be surprised if they threw him in, too. So, like... <laughs> then here's my question to both of you. Then should our disc gophers team unload all the bullets? Like for what me, gonna do for me? Yes, I say throw everything at them. I don't care. I know we're waiting for Penn State, but at this point, I think Penn State's gonna punch us in the throat, and I don't care because Penn State isn't in our division. I'm like, unload all the guns. I want Tyler Johnson throwing the ball. I want Brevin Spant forward on a jet sweep. I want I want Rodney Smith outside zone all game. Or a field goal attempt. And when he snapped the ball to Jacob Herbers, he runs for the first down or a touchdown. Exactly. I want everything. Screw that. I want Jacob Herbert to throw a 68-yard bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I won't argue with that. Um, So, any more keys to the game? Nah. (laughs) No, I think think that covers it. All right. um, Let's go to the score predictions. I want to go first. I'll go first. Minnesota is going to be on top, but it's going to be 31-24 Golden Gophers. They're going to give me a heart attack this game, unlike last one. Uh, I don't know. I don't like that Nebraska's coming in desperate. I would have really preferred them coming in five and one, <laughs> like still get murked by Ohio State, but they beat Colorado, so they have just enough air room. Um, uh, I think the score will be Minnesota in overtime, thirty-four to thirty-one. With most of those points being scored in the fourth quarter for both teams, and Nebraska misses the field goal at the end for us to win. Because their kicking situation 
ain't good. It is absolutely horrid, and it makes me laugh. Didn't their kicker that scored against Illinois, no, uh, Northwestern to win the game was a walk-on safety? It was a walk-on from Air Force, apparently. So. Oh. <laughs> oh, but you what? When was the last time that a Minnesota-Nebraska game ended close? Jerry Keel era? It's been a few years since we've played a close game with Nebraska. Quite. Yep. Uh, you guys have some very close numbers there. You go say we're going to blow them out? Hold on, did I say we were going to blow them out? <laughs> 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 Uh, you go, what are you going with, Wyatt? 45, 24, Gophers. Oh, Give it confident. Confidence. Oh. If right. we're going to win, we're going to win big. We oh. need to show Nebraska who's boss. All right. I am not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. That's a dub. If Nebraska wins, I think it'll be a close game. But if we win, we're gonna we're gonna put some distance. Put some distance. Well, at least it won't be like Mitch Liner throwing multiple picks in the fourth quarter trying to come back. Oh. (laughs) Just saying, I was I'm still salty about that game in Wisconsin in 2016. (laughs) <laughs> that's fair but now we got the running game from 2016 and an actual quarterback so we're fine alright so um, moving on is there any hot takes before we close hmm. oh yeah Wyatt you weren't on air last time uh, the Golden Bears lost the first the, the time I don't show up the Golden Bears lose <laughs> also Last podcast, Griff That's said... That's why you're supposed to show up. Griff said, um... Jeff Brom was going to get fired within the last, like, ten seconds. Jeff Brom ain't going to get fired. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Purdue needs Jeff Brom. Because who are they going to hire? Literally, Here's who the are thing. they going to hire? Jeff Brom should leave. Going where? The NFL? That's not a bad choice. He's an excellent X's and O's coach. But where? I don't know. Let's see who's bad at the end of the season. All right. We'll follow back up on that topic. Um, but <laughs> hot takes... Maryland goes five and seven, but beats somebody they have absolutely no right to beat. So us. Uh, (laughs) No, I think bigger than that. I think we see them beat a Michigan State or something like that. Ooh. I thought you were going to say Ohio State or Michigan. I don't think they'll beat Ohio. Well, Michigan's not. I'm not calling that game out of reach for them. 
That is out of reach. They're not beating Ohio State. Ohio State's going to freaking molly. They won't beat Ohio State. (laughs) But would it be the weirdest thing in the world if they upset Michigan? No. Completely by accident? No. I think that Maryland's going to beat someone that we don't expect them to. Okay, okay. I take that. Anything else? I take that. Um, uh, my hot take, Michigan State beats Wisconsin at Camp Randall. <laughs> I, I got a Michigan State fan in my section in law school, and he he came in pretty bummed this week. So uh, he's, he's really open. Uh, I mean, yeah, ghost party. Do Who does Iowa have sleep. this week? Oh, Penn State. Penn State at Kinnick at night as a top 10 team. So what I'm hearing is Penn State's losing this week. No, because Iowa is also ranked. (laughs) And Iowa's Kinnick powers, dark magic, don't work unless they're not ranked. And the opponent is ranked in the top 10. I so so go state. We're rooting for state. We're rooting for state, but we want it to be a fluke win. We want it to be a fluky win so that we can say we have a chance. We want it, we want them to win by like fourteen <laughs> by accident. No, I want it to be. The, a repeat of the Michigan Michigan State game in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, That's all. I botch need. punt. Botch punt. That's all I want. How how is uh, hey, Indiana hey, doing? They, I haven't heard anything it. about Indiana all year long. Uh, they were good and then they weren't. <laughs> what about Northwestern? I haven't heard anything about them all year long either. Trash. This They're. Their defense is great. Their offense couldn't score a point if, I don't know, someone just left a wide open space for them. Much like Conorota against Purdue. But here's a fun fact. Do you know Northwestern had more offensive yards than Wisconsin when they played them? Wow. 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 Very much so. You know what's more scary? Wisconsin's defense has scored more points than they have allowed. Hmm. (laughs) So uh, that's where we are in life. That's where we are in life. All right. We should be done. I want to go to sleep. Thank you for listening to this episode of Opa Podcast. So we're hyped up for this night game against Nebraska. So we'll see you all on Saturday. Again, my name is Jason. Uh, my name is, please, for the love of God, catch the ball, Laurent Skyder. My name is, why are we cutting this podcast short, Wyatt Oakers. And Griffin, who unfortunately did not come on. So but, see you later. And, oh, oh, oh.